Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 25. I did look 25. it up before we started. This is episode 25, uh, quarter century. That's a big mark for for the Peakton College uh, franchise. Been doing it for about three years, so episode 25, you know, you could argue that it's a pretty lame accomplishment, but hey, it's an accomplishment nonetheless. So, uh, Craig, it's good to see your, your beautiful face again. Uh, welcome back to the show. The key to happiness, David, is low expectations, so... Yeah, that's that's been my motto my whole life. You keep expectations low, and you'll never be disappointed. Yeah, no, it's it's good to be good to be back. We've been we've been busy, but um, hoping to get into more routine after after I get hitched. So sorry for all the disappointment to to you all out there. I'm I'm the reason that you're lacking content. Yeah, specifically you have been busy. Uh, you got a big weekend coming up. I appreciate you, uh, you know, setting time aside. Seven what? six days from the big event now so uh tell yeah. the fans what's going on this next weekend yeah i'm just getting married in chicago so a lot of small details to figure out a lot of texting and calling people and emailing things and figuring out who needs to be where so um it should be a good time but i'm excited for the day to come because i think the days leading up to it just aren't that much fun yeah, I could see that. So once you finally, I bet you the day of is going to fly by. So just oh, yeah. try to try to do your best to just soak yeah. in the moments, you know, uh, hopefully, you, you know, you'll be seeing my face and, and uh, we'll both be a little bit tipsy. So we'll, we'll have yeah. a great time. I imagine. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. You got you've got a fun table. You got a power table. So I'm excited for your table. <laughs> OK, well, that's that's good to hear. I'm glad I'll tell Jackie that we have a power table. So yeah. but do you think uh you know, folks in Chicago, maybe my my side of the family that are Bears fans, are you a little bit disappointed in Craig for wearing a Viking sweatshirt the weekend before he gets married in Chicago? No, I mean, I don't think Bears fans are too happy right now. There's There's been some other, like, even funny just organization stuff going on. Um, so I don't think Bears fans are super are, – are on cloud nine. I'm not saying the Vikings fans are either, but the Vikings – have uh they can at least blame themselves and, and then i can see the light at the end of the tunnel if they stop fumbling yeah yeah um that's a lot of shit talking coming from a guy that's also owen two um but who are who are you guys playing this weekend we play the chargers another owen two should probably be better than that team yeah one of those games at the beginning of the year that you're circling on the calendar saying wow these are probably two two and oh teams you know going to battle with two good offenses and next thing you know you're both owen two so it's uh the battle of the turds um yeah. you, you got the bears going down to kansas city to play the chiefs which is going to be probably a bloodbath um, what's the line on that like 14 13 and a half 13 and a half uh, so i don't know what's going to be you know the more amount of red either the and the amount of red in the stands with the fans or the amount of blood that the bears shed on that field because it's going to be ugly i guarantee you that do you uh we, we've chatted about this before and i think we have some kind of bet on it do you still believe in Justin Fields? I believe in Justin Fields. Okay, he's doubling down. I gave you an out. I gave you an out. I'm doubling down. My guy, Justin Fields, you can you can clip this recording. You can post it anywhere you want. I believe in Justin Fields. I think that we've put the receiving core around him somewhat. Chase Claypool sucks more than I thought he was going to suck. Uh, he's a scumbag. But we have put tools around him at least. The offensive line is still horrendous. The play calling is the worst I've ever seen. I We had a, a more advanced playbook freshman year of high school football. So I think that they need to spread things out, you know, to let Justin use his legs. I think they're trying to force him to be Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, and it's just not his, uh, his style. So they say out of Bears camp that they're going to let him be more of himself. Uh, he says he's going to be more of himself. So whether that turns worse, then that's going to be really embarrassing. But if it gets better, then I'm going to have a smile on my face. So we'll see. That's You're still out on Justin Fields, I'm guessing. Yeah, I, 
I think he's I think he's fun for fantasy. I think he'll be good this year for fantasy. I just don't think he's uh, I don't think he can throw the ball. I don't think he's ever shown us that he can throw the ball. And that's College. half that half the reason is because he doesn't ever throw the ball. He just takes sacks left and right. He does um, take a lot of sacks. That is a big problem. But you know what? One thing that frustrates me about about Bears fans and just NFL fans in general is they think that the solution to this Bears team is Caleb Williams, and it's not. If you watch the tape on USC and Caleb Williams, he has the same problems. He drops back. He holds the ball way too long. He takes advantage of some poor defenses. So I don't think Caleb Williams is the answer or the solution, especially in the immediate sense. We need to get a better offensive line and a different play caller that doesn't have a history with the Packers, and I think he's sabotaging the Bears. So there's a lot more things that need to be fixed before we just uh, point at Justin Fields as the problem. Okay. I think that, that that's that's fair. I'm not saying that – Another, you know, young quarterback who hasn't proved anything is the answer, but at least it's another shot. <laughs> so what do you think the answer is then? Besides like what I've already commented on an offensive line and the off- offensive coordinator, what do you think is the other solution? I, I, I think it is taking a quarterback, but um, I'm not saying Caleb Williams specifically. I mean, I think he's a, a phenomenal prospect. Um, oh, Nick's. So um, both for Heisman. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, um, so I, I, I think if the bears end up being a bottom five team, like record wise, you, I think you have to take a quarterback, like unless fields like, and I'm not saying that he can't take a leap. Like, sure. If he, if he comes out, you know, there's still 15 games up in this season. If he comes out and he, he looks a lot better then we, we don't have to do that. But you're starting to get to the point though, where I think it's almost more of a team structure thing where fields is in year three. Yeah, this is year three. So you're going to pay him soon. And so you've got two more years left, and unless so, like let's say he takes a step forward in year four, are they the Bears ready to win? Probably not. They like you said, they have to fix the line. Their defense isn't great. So if it takes another year or two to rebuild, and Fields is like mid by then, it's like year five, and now you're having to pay a quarterback. So if you draft another quarterback, you at least get a five year refresh of okay, now we got five years to build this thing out. I think that that was the issue with the Bears is they dilly dallied. You should be like the team should be built by year three or you're kind of screwed yeah that's a fair point as far as team structure why like i believe in fields but i think the problem is the clock is ticking big time and i think if the bears end up the good thing is like and this is going to be you're going to think i'm crazy or delusional for thinking this but it's kind of a win-win for the bears where they're sitting right now because sure if they're bad and they get a really good draft pick they're most likely the carolina panthers are also going to be shitty so they also get the panthers first round pick so they could have two like top 10 top five picks even so then if you're at that point you obviously know that justin probably he might not be the problem but he's probably not like not the problem enough to where you know, if you're a mid-tier team, then maybe Justin Fields isn't the problem, and you can so, you can solve it easily. Like you can see like the room for growth. But if they're like a bottom-tier, bottom-feeder team, the offensive coordinator can be bad, the offensive line can be really bad, but like a really good quarterback can at least make you seem like competent and decent at that yeah. point. So, yeah. so I think like they're kind of in a win-win setting there, where if they're like a mid-tier team, if he's like a top, at what point would you not give up on him if he finishes the season as like a top 15 quarterback? Oh yeah, for sure. And, and I think too, I mean, like we said, like, you know, he's being paid a rookie scale contract. Like, I think that field is fine for that. Like if he was on a really good team, like if, if he's, he's better than Desmond Ritter, right? Like if you put fields on the Falcons, like it's a, we're having a way different conversation. Um, but I think it's just, it's just scary that, you know, if, if fields isn't a top 15 quarterback, 
you know, and you don't draft another quarterback and then maybe your team's, you know, in two years is is actually a, a solid team besides quarterback. And then you have no quarterback and you don't have the, the early draft picks because it's not every year that you're going to have a top five pick or maybe even two top five picks. Yeah, exactly. You're right. It, it's a good opportunity to take someone. Uh, so I wouldn't blame it, especially in like this really like quarterback heavy draft class. It's like an incredible quarterback draft class. Like right, you have right. you have Sam Hartman, you have Caleb Williams, you have Drake May, you have Bo Nix, you have Michael Penix, uh, all these good quarterbacks. So those are all intriguing. I'm sure it's going to be one of those situations where like the, the Mahomes, Watson, Trubisky draft where like people get really high on one guy and draft him really high and then he ends yeah. up being a bust. And then, like, those guys that are studs fall and end up being studs. So I'm really excited, uh, you know, to see how that all unfolds. But I think uh, it wouldn't be crazy to say that the Bears are going to be in the market for one of those guys. Um, now turning the tables on you, how do you feel about your Vikings, you know, starting out the season 0-2? Again, kind of two two kind of heartbreaking losses, kind of the reverse story of how last season was with two, you know, end, like a lot of end-of-the-season wins. So how are you feeling going into yeah, the rest the, of the year? The, the luck ran dry. That's for sure. It's just frustrating to like watch a game and not really take anything away because your team just fumbles and be like, well, you know, our defense blitzes a lot. They're probably not very good, but like they got a couple of stops. Our offense was like pretty awesome, but we just fumbled the ball away. Um, so, I mean, I expected to lose to the Eagles and I expected to beat the Bucks. and I'm not even like, I think the Vikings coming into the season, my expectation was like nine and eight, maybe they make it the playoffs. So it's, I'm not like shocked that we're here. Um, I think one thing about just the way the Vikings are set up is, I mean, they, they blitz at the highest rate of any defense. So you get a lot of variation there and they're one of the best passing offenses in the league. Um, when you have Justin Jefferson, that's it's kind of a lock and I, I'm not a huge Kirk guy, but I think he's a top 12 quarterback, probably around that, you know, 10 to 14 mark. And so they're just going to be a lot of one score games just because if they're down by two scores, like their defense can, can get lucky with blitzing and, you know, force turnovers and get back in the game and their offense can, you know, rifle back from behind. So it's an exciting team to watch. And there's never, they're never going to beat a team by like three touchdowns because they, they just can't run the ball. And and that's fine. They, they don't care about running the ball. I don't think they, they didn't want to invest in Dalvin cook. And that's, that's fine. I, I think they, they think that passing is better option. Um, so I, I'm not like, it's not all doom and gloom. Um, I just I kind of want to know what's going to happen after this year. You know, if the Vikings finish eight, and nine and miss the playoffs, you know, Kirk's this is Kirk's last year. Are we trying to trade up in the draft and get a quarterback? You know, if we're if we're drafting like 18th, do, does one fall to us? Um, so that, that's kind of what I think every is in the back of every Vikings, you know, mind. And, and maybe Kirk can turn it around and they finish, you know, 10 and seven. I think that that's highly unlikely. But if that happens, do they extend Kirk? I'd, I'd hope not, but we'll, we'll see. How much more Kirk Cousins can you take? I think I think I think if we extended Kirk, which I don't think will happen, I think that they would have extended him if they wanted to. It just depends on on how much they're paying him. If they're paying him as a top five paid quarterback, I'm like, I don't want that. I'm out. As much like, as I like, I actually like Kirk Cousins, especially after watching that Netflix show. As much yeah. as I like him, he's just not the guy. I don't think he's going to win you a Super Bowl. No. So at this point, like it, it, if you extend him at this point, you're like basically waving the white flag and saying we're good with being mediocre. Maybe we'll stumble through the NFC North. Maybe we'll make it play, make it to the playoffs with Kirk. But you're not winning a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. And it's almost like I think we're at a well, kind of similar spot as the Bears. But like that, we have a good, um, you know, a solid offensive line. We've got our receivers and tight end. 
Um, you know, we, we could improve at running back, but again, I don't think the Vikings organization really cares about that. They have some holes on the defense, but you know, if they drafted quarterback next year, it's pretty easy to see like, oh, this could be a complete team by year three. If, and if this quarterback pans out, like in three years, they could be really good. Um, I don't think they have a ton of holes to fill. Um, let me ask you this. How did you, you, you talk about the running game a little bit. Do you have any thoughts or feelings about the Cam Akers trade? Oh, I mean, I love it. They they gave up a conditional like seventh round, seventh sixth round pick swap in 2026. I think it's like the least amount of draft capital yeah. you can like actually give up. So if it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. Like those yeah, exactly. Seventh, it's like sixth round picks don't even pan out like ever. Yeah, low risk, high reward. You know, yeah. and and Cam Makers is a talented running back. Yeah, I don't think he was happy in L.A. Um, so hopefully, you know, he's a little bit happier in Minnesota, but he's still going to be splitting time with uh, Madison. So yeah. that's going to be something that the Vikings need to figure out. I don't think he's going to get like a ton of action or carry like playtime this weekend, kind of like Kareem Hunt going to the Browns. I don't think he's going to yeah. get like a whole lot of love this weekend, but eventually, hey, having two two running backs, it's not like a quarterback where you have, if you don't have, uh, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback. If you have two really good running backs, that's a great thing. Two headed monster. So and if you have two bad running backs and you gave up, you know, one late round pick, it's okay. Yeah, it's really okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, moving to the college scene. Um, big game last night between Minnesota and Northwestern. I know everyone's eyes were on that game, uh, including all the people. All game the, of the week. All the 75 people inside uh, Ryan Field Stadium there in, in uh, Evanston, Illinois. But you are a Minnesota Gophers fan, kind of. So I just wanted to talk about this. You're wearing purple in support of Northwestern and their win last night. They were down 21 to your Gophers. The Wildcats. roaring back. Scored a two seconds left to tie it. I thought for sure Northwestern would miss the extra point just because that's the kind of team that they are. Go to overtime and Northwestern wins in overtime. So do you have any comments on that? No, I mean... I, this is just why I don't really care about the Gophers. Like I just they like they've been in the top twenty-five, maybe two or three different years. And this is for like, you know, a couple weeks at a time, like maybe two or three years and like since going back to college. Like they're just not they're just not good. They're just not really relevant. Um I'm not a huge fleck guy. I think he's a lot of rah-rah, you know, without a lot of, you know, punch. So devastating loss. I had the game on. I thought we were going to, I didn't have it on because we were blowing them out. I was busy before the, you know, what in the first part of the game and then we we're blowing them out. Like I won't even turn it on. And then said Northwestern was rifling back and then I turned it on and we lose. So <laughs> sad day. <laughs> they say, but if it makes you feel better, they say Evanston in September under the lights is one of the toughest places to play in college football. Yeah. I have no sympathy. <laughs> it's, 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 it is trap game. Like I'm kind of joking, obviously, but it is like a trap game written all over it on the yeah. schedule. So when when good teams go to Evanston, you know it's trap game because they just overlook them, and next thing you know, there they come out of nowhere. So <laughs> do you feel like Northwestern is the king of like having a couple of like wild wins? Yeah, like Ohio State or like you know something crazy. So shout out Northwestern. That's that's one that the fans needed after the whole Pat Fitzgerald uh, fiasco. So yeah. Uh, speaking of college, my Oregon Ducks stomped all over Colorado this weekend. So Colorado is another thing, kind of a lot of. Dion's kind of a lot of bark, not much bite, and I knew that Oregon would expose that, and they did. So my only regret is taking Colorado with the points. I wish I would have, you know, had more faith in Oregon, but it was what we call an emotional hedge. Yeah. You know, so you take Colorado, you take them with the points. If it's a blowout for Oregon, I'm willing to pay that money to to see Oregon blow them out, and uh, it was definitely worth every every penny. Yeah, that, that was I was. We've chatted a little bit about you know, just texting back and forth, but I, I hadn't heard your 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 Dion thoughts like. 
Are you were you hyped at all for Colorado? Do you hate Colorado? Because they, I mean, they've been getting all the clicks, and um, it's from, from. I'm not a huge college football guy, and it's been just kind of fun to see a new team emerge. That's kind of a Cinderella story, but like at the same time, I can just see it pissing you off. Well, it's funny that you say that because Dan Landing, the head coach at Oregon, in his pregame speech was like, "They're playing for clicks, we're playing yeah. for wins." So that was, that was a pretty. That was a pretty. I was ready to go like play football after that yeah. speech. Yeah, but that's what I like. Like leading up to the whole thing, you know, every single week has been like someone taking a shit on Dion, like personally, and then Dion takes it personal, and his team takes it personal, and X Y Z. Like Dan Landing was just like not making any sort of any of those comments at all. He's like, we can talk as much shit as we want. Like our players go on the field and play and our players are better. Like is basically what he was saying. And it ended up being the case. But as far as your question, I don't hate Dion for what he does. I think that he's like doing a really good job of drawing attention to Colorado and giving them like the hype that they need. What makes me more angry is like ESPN enabling, like in college football yeah. in general, like enabling that kind of stuff. Cause like they're going to be on every college game day. They're going to be on, they, they get talked about every ESPN, every sports center. And it's yeah. like, really, they're kind of like just got exposed for being frauds against Oregon. Right. Like, they didn't even have Travis Hunter doesn't make that big of a difference. Like maybe it's 42 to 10, 42 right. to 14 if Travis Hunter's there. Like, like, give me a break. So, talk. I, I actually really like his son at quarterback. I think his offensive line is terrible, and Oregon's defensive line is really good. So, they got exposed, and he's not very mobile, but he's a good passer. So, he's going to be an interesting prospect if he ends up going, but I think he's going to stay. I think his dad's going to get some. He's making like $3.5 this year, I think, in NIL. So, yeah. And Dion's going to be like an, a really good recruiter. He's turned that program completely around in one year, which is not easy in college football. So, I don't hate yeah. the guy, but I just hate all the attention around the team. Yeah, it's an interesting, like, uh, what like reward structure because like Dion is trying to like build a program and he's doing it in a way that like monet like makes money for the college which I'm sure Colorado is pumped about like being on all these shows and getting all the clicks and the the sunglasses stuff like it make like that's good for Colorado but like it is annoying because they are like in the grand scheme of things like what would you say do you think like do you think they're a top 25 team like maybe like roughly like in the 20 oh. to 40 range, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So like top, 50. they're like pretty irrelevant. Yeah. So like, they're like a solid program. And like you said, like it's pretty impressive that he's turned it around so quick and those clicks will help him recruit more people. But it is kind of like, why are we wasting all of our time on this? You know, there's, there's actual teams and good stories to talk about that are more relevant. They remind me of where Oregon was a couple of years ago where they're like really flashy or even in like the Chip Kelly era where they're like really flashy. You know, they draw a lot of attention. A lot of people like them. A lot of kids start rooting for them because they got the cool sunglasses. They have some cool jerseys. Like Dion's mm-hmm. exciting to watch. Like the, you know, the players are cool. But when you play against the big dogs, you don't really have enough to bring to the table. And the big dogs kind of eat you for for dinner. So that kind of happened against Oregon. The Oregon's turning into like a big dog program, I think. I mean, they got spanked by Georgia last year, but so did everybody else. So I don't really take that, you know, too much. But what? what you Speaking look, of the big face. dogs, what, what, what's your take on the Big Ten? Yeah, big moves in the Big Ten and college football in general with the restructuring. So I'm excited because, you know, I live in Omaha, Nebraska, so I'm like 45 minutes from Lincoln, which is where obviously University of Nebraska is, if you don't know that. So now Oregon's coming over to the Big Ten. So like, you know, Nebraska's going to host like USC, Oregon, UCLA, Washington, like every few years. So I'm going to try to go to every Oregon, Nebraska game that I can. That's sweet. Have they released the different, like, which side Oregon's going to be on? Like, have they restructured the, the divisions within the Big Ten? No, they haven't. And, I'm, and I imagine they're going to have to. And I would imagine that, like, they're going to do an East and West kind of thing where with those, 
you know, Pac-10 teams, Pac-12 teams coming over, being in the West Division. So yeah, and that that way you at least still have like Oregon playing USC and UCLA and Washington and vice versa, and those yeah. rivalries can stay there, and then they don't have to do all the traveling all the time. Like I can't really see a world where they're gonna have like Oregon go to Rutgers and Piscataway and you know play them every year. So right. I could see it being like an East and West kind of thing, and obviously Nebraska would be in the West if like that's yeah. the case. They're the furthest West current Big Ten team. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm a little nervous if Minnesota is on the same side as Oregon because that would be a lot of uh, – you'd get to shit talk a lot. I'm not excited about that. Yeah, I will be doing a lot of shit talking if that's This the means case, I have so. to ramp up my Vikings Bears shit talking. <laughs> yeah, but if, if Minnesota becomes my new Stanford, the Achilles heel of the program, and we go to Minnesota every November yeah, and lose when we're like the number top five ranked team, then I'm going to hate your guts. So we'll see what <laughs> ends up unfolding. But um, you recently had – speaking of your wedding, you had a bachelor party. How did that go? Yeah, it was super fun. We just did like a lot of beer Olympics type of things, events. We did a lot of sports, um, played volleyball. We did some soccer penalty kicks, uh, some pickleball, some spike ball. Um, we were we didn't play any flag football. That was, you know, one that I was hoping to play, but it just didn't really work out with the numbers. So yeah, it was super fun. Had a good group of guys. Um, listener Joe Schlick made the trip up all the way from Louisville. So shout out Joe. That was Joe pretty Schlick. sweet um he made meatballs they were so fire but no it was, it was pretty awesome um i hurt it hurt my body for like a week after like just that's a lot of physical activity for a bunch of guys that haven't done any physical activity probably for yeah a while. and like we were just you know feeding our bodies which is you know light beer and like yeah, pizza know, just, meatballs exactly so um super fun had a really good time um and we had just had a big big airbnb in cedar rapids so pretty 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 good time and you went to a wedding that weekend right how was that yeah i had a wedding in kansas city that weekend for jackie's cousin so that was that was a good time a lot of fun uh end of the night i grabbed a bottle of champagne tried to open it couldn't open it so i put on the curb um i was under the influence at this point put on the curb tried to curb stomp it open broke the top of the bottle shattered all over my hand i was like gushing blood got blood on my suit pants so took those bad boys to the dry cleaners hopefully they can get the blood out but overall the wedding was a great time had a lot of fun <laughs> what that's hilarious and so was this like after the wedding you were you had champagne or yeah we were waiting for the shuttle to come so then i saw a bottle of champagne grabbed it uh don't know why i couldn't figure out how to get it open but couldn't get it open so i tried the next best thing terrible idea never do that kind of style to open a bottle of champagne but i think it came out of the pants so it's a win-win overall had a great time uh no real big injuries just had to bandage it up a little bit and uh the pants you know stain came out so don't don't have to go on ir you can still still maintain are you still lifting uh just a little bit here and there not as much as i want to be okay Uh, we, we moved to a new place so the gym looks nice. format is different. So I'm gonna have to be uh, gonna have to be checking out this new gym, and I gotta decide if I want to like get an actual gym membership because this this uh, weight room is not as not as big and doesn't have as many like machines and things like that that the other okay. one did. The other weight room was like the size of like a football field and had like a ton of different things. This one is like the size of our living room. Okay. So. We're gonna see how that unfolds. I'll give it a good couple months, and then if I just need feel like I'm not getting enough out of it, I'll just have to spend the money on a on a Planet Fitness membership or something. Well, that lamp looks nice. I bet Jackie picked that out. But it, yeah, yeah, I didn't nice get thing. to pick anything out in this place, so anything you see is uh, is not mine. So, well, I think we got to wrap up pretty soon. But next episode, we'll have to hear if uh, if you had any other. Uh, 
moving fiascos. Yeah, I got to try to go one episode without bitching about moving. So, uh, <laughs> but, but I do have plenty to say. So we'll try to see if we can hold those for the next one. My brother just moved to Chicago and he's like, Craig, I finally understand why you and David complain about moving all the time. Yeah, dude, it's the worst thing ever. And you and I do it all the time, I feel like. Yeah, so. well, hope, hopefully, everyone, hopefully we stay settled for a little bit. Everyone that understands, everyone that moves understands why moving sucks. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk in detail, but I will save it for the next episode. So for those of you that, that love to hear the rants, you know, you'll see it next episode. For those of you that hate it, we'll tell you when it's about to happen so you can put us on mute. Uh, do you want to wrap it up with like a top three today? Let's do it. Okay, we were kind of brainstorming before the episode, and uh, you threw the idea out there, so I'll give you credit for this one. Fall things. So your top three favorite fall things. We're going to flip things up. You know, it's episode 25. Let's change up what we've been doing. I don't know whose idea it was to start with the third choice and go up to first, but it's too risky. Way too much risk. Let's yeah. flip it around. Let's do draft format. So we'll do – do you want to do snake or regular? That's a question we didn't talk Let's about. Let's do snake. Let's do snake. <laughs> okay. So snake draft. So first overall pick, you pick your number one, 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 and then the next guy goes, picks his number one, and then his second pick, and then we snake around like a fantasy football draft. So, so uh, I'll let – how do we pick who goes first, you or me? You can go first. Oh, you, you just you, want the you, you picks. Team, That's probably the team. better pick. Oh, okay. No, you get to choose. I, I was I was giving you the nod because I had the Gophers and the Gophers lost yesterday and the Ducks won. So you uh you you get to choose. Do you want first okay. or second, third? All right, I'll go first. Okay. So I'll let you go second and third. So I'm going to go first. I'm going to take my favorite thing about fall. Number one overall pick, football. It's football season. I love football season. It's my favorite thing in the world. It makes me love fall. If uh, I think. Uh, it was on my other podcast that we talk about football, uh, NFL football at least. Wow, I don't know how many times I just said football in the last like 30 <laughs> seconds, but it's, it's insane. Uh, so John Opime, shout out to him. He asked me if football wasn't in the fall, would I would fall be my favorite season? And that's a good question. I still say yes. I do love fall, but football is the greatest thing about fall. So that's my 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I think like when I hear the word fall, like leaves – like dead leaves. Is that your one, number one overall? No, 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 no. But uh, but uh, just uh, leaves and a football like comes to my mind. Like that's like yeah. my main association. Yeah, of course. The, even just like the color tone of a football, you know, it's like that's yeah. fall. Um, I'm gonna go with my my number one overall. I'm gonna go with Oktoberfest beers. Um, okay. Wasn't even on my list. So yeah, I, I I figure we don't have a lot of ki- a lot of. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I had football, but a lot of I don't think we have a lot of overlap. So I'm I'm going with Oktoberfest beers though. I think they're great. Um, I think it it's a drink that signifies fall. Some people would say pumpkin spice latte, not for me. So I'm going with that with uh, Oktoberfest beers. With number two, I, I think that you you hate this one as well. Uh, but I'm gonna <laughs> go with Halloween. Oh yeah, I do hate Halloween. It wasn't even on my list. Yeah, I figured, but um, I think uh, I, I'm a pretty big Halloween guy. And I think it's a fun thing about fall. That's a that's a one thing that I realized that we we're able to do the three, two, one picks is because you and I have like no crossover whatsoever. So mm-hmm. that works out well. So, okay. Yeah. Great picks. Great picks, Craig. Um, my number two, second round pick. I'm going to go flannels. I love. Flannels. Oh no, that was on my list. I love wearing flannels. No, it, I had... The second best part about fall besides football is wearing flannels. They're comfortable. They're cozy. You can buy them at one size, two bigs. So you can throw it over a hoodie if you want. I love wearing flannels and a nice pair of jeans. So shout out flannels. You sniped me. I did not expect yeah. that. Came out of left field, but I'm a big Shoot. flannel guy. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. I got to go again. The snake. The snake. Okay. We'll see if you have this one. You probably do. 
because you do show some feminine side sometimes. So I'm going to show a little feminine side on this one. Fall candles and fall scents in general. Ooh, okay. So I love just lighting a nice pumpkin, you know, pumpkin spice candle or something like that. Just having it smell up the whole apartment. You walk in, it just smells amazing. Gives you the fall vibes. You can crack open the windows, let the cool breeze flow in, and the nice, you know, fall aromas just dance up your nose. That was that was not on my list, but that's a good one. That's for our, for our lady listeners. They probably love that. And, and it's that's a good vibes pick. Good vibes pick for sure. Thanks. Wrap it um, up. Yeah, I I just forgot what I was gonna say. Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, we haven't done a food one yet. I'm gonna go with pies. I think just like oh, being kind of cozy up, list. making making a uh, baking a pie and and having a nice little treat when it's a little crispy outside. Maybe throwing a scary movie. That's that's my number three. Is, Pies. Do you have a specific type of pie? I feel like you got to pick a specific pie. Big fruit pie guy. Um, but I, I don't know. Pumpkin pies, I guess, what I think of the most with fall. Is pumpkin so. a fruit? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Is it? It I had so, seeds? Yeah. Okay. I think pumpkin is fruit. <laughs> we need a resident fruit but when, expert. When you, when you say fruit pies, pumpkin is not the first thing that pops in my head. No, but like blueberry. falls in the category of a, of a fruit pie. Yeah. I'm not a big pie guy, but I actually do like pumpkin pie. Which okay. is surprising. Interesting. Yeah. And French silk pie because it's not even really pie. It's like whipped cream and chocolate. Yeah. So Yeah. That's good. Too. But those are basically only two pies I eat. Uh, okay. Well, great list, Craig. I love fall. It just it makes me warm and fuzzy. We probably recorded our last fall episode like two or three episodes ago. So you don't have to look too far back to find that one if you want to listen to that one back too. So we had, you know, pretty much everything fall related in this episode. We talked a little football, a lot of football, which is good. We haven't talked sports in a while. So you have to, you know, this time yep. of year, the nice top three today with fall themes, you know, talk a little bit about what's been going on so uh you know i'm excited to see you this weekend i'll see you in chi town for for your big day i'm excited to share that moment with you and sophia so uh thanks for the invite and uh looking forward to seeing you this weekend thanks for taking time out of your busy busy schedule to record with me buddy yeah thanks david it's been fun good to catch up and i'm excited for uh, you and jackie to make the trek and like i said you've got a powerhouse table so be be, be excited for that i'm gonna have to bring my a game to the powerhouse yeah. table i don't want to disappoint so yeah no you were for sure the last round pick on that table like oh. everyone else is stacked and you're just the last round. No, i'm kidding <laughs> fair enough no i deserve that i gotta earn my way to the top so all right thank you all for listening i appreciate it this has been episode 25 of peaked in college the boys are still rolling happy so